0: Let's go. Here we go, man. D-Street of Footballville, down in South Florida. Have you ever listened to the Footballville podcast? Um, Street of down in South Florida started uh, Footballville covering youth football, covering all the talent that we got down here in South Florida, um, all the kids. Um, we turned churned out tons and tons of NFL players. And it was a platform for fans to see more youth football games. Then graduated to high school with the consistency we turned into a platform that uh now we're credentialing the University of Miami uh, working on a few more credentials so yeah South Florida base um uh, we we'll cover the nation but um basically it's South Florida base uh but today man we're gonna get out here we're gonna talk about uh T2 T2 I'm gonna shed some light on some of the things that I know that I Know a lot of these outlets don't know, a lot of people don't know about T2. Um on the wake of his decision tomorrow, T2 is Terrence Lewis, Miami central linebacker, number one linebacker in the nation. Um not surprised. Um plays for Miami Central. I just said that next to another top five linebacker in the nation and another D one kid. And um, (laughs) we started posing the question was this Miami central team, the greatest linebacking core that South Florida has ever saw. Um, If you're not from South Florida, you wouldn't, um, you wouldn't get that. But, but yeah, I mean, is it the best linebacking core South Florida has ever seen is the question we started to pose. So, but T2, T2, T2 grew up in the, basically, Opalaka area, Miami Gardens area of, of South Florida. Miami Gardens, Miami Gardens is where uh, Hard Rock Stadium is located. Uh, Miami Gardens is where, Hard Rock Stadium, that's where the Dolphins play, the Hurricanes play. Miami Gardens is where Rick Ross, Rick Ross, Rick Ross is from. Miami Gardens, okay, but we would call it Carroll City back in the day. Carroll City, Opalaka Little small cities right next to each other. Um, well, I guess when I started saying Kara City, Kara City is 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 the high school where Naquan Wright. Uh, oh man, the list goes on and on. Um, and I'm I'm drawing a blank here with all the people who came out of Willie Williams, uh, who came out of Kara City High School. Um, Kenny Phillips, um, Santana Moss uh name after name name after name have came from um Carroll City High School but but that's where that's the area T2's from so what's the interesting about T2 Terrence Lewis career is his dad um a, a guy a guy we grew up with um um nicknamed God." uh dad was a guy guy from guy from um from from the community man we respect the guy uh was always there with T2 He had an idea to play his son up. Which what that means is in youth football, you play not with your age, but you play with the age above your age. So you're always basically one of the youngest players on the field because everybody's older than you. And that's how he played his son. He played his son the entire his higher career, and he still excelled. Um, In youth football, see, in youth football, the big thing is, in any youth sport, is age. It's not necessarily size when you're talking about youth sports. It's age until you start getting around 15, 14 years old, and then, then things start uh, leveling out. But for the most part, it's age when you're talking about youth football. T2 played in a lot of successful programs. He, he, he played up. He's always played up. He played up um, and always excelled. I can't, I can't lie about that. Um, he's always excelled. He's always um, one of the top players on the team. Maybe he's the best player on the team sometimes. Um, then he left. He, after, after youth football, I, he ended up going to, I think, Northwestern. I think Miami Northwestern was his first school. I remember um, Dad used to be at Central a lot, but I think he ended up at Northwestern at first. Um played for Northwestern, won state championships. League. I think he won one or two. Um uh, got on the map. And I think the number one linebacker in the nation thing, if I'm if memory serves me correctly, came from the junior Under Armour Camp. He went up to the junior under Armour Camp performed, and that's when it, these things start started happening for him. I got my timeline a little wrong, then um okay, oh well, you know what i'm saying <laughs> but but that's kind of like when the number one linebacker thing came uh I think he's like two oh five two fifteen six six two 215 six maybe um but very aggressive kid, knows football, understands football, plays with a a a a passion um most can't match, so it might be northwestern. I think he was there for two years, and he ran into a little problem. A little problem, his girlfriend, whatever. Uh, I don't know the story, but he eventually had to leave, and he ended up at Chaminade. He ended up at Chaminade. Um, Chaminade, Coach Damian Jones, real good friend of mine. Uh, Chaminade, I think, won three straight state titles, but they almost won four, and they went and they lost this one. Um, he ended up at Chaminade, and for a, real brief... Um, real brief. We'll a little bit. Because he had to leave Miami-Northwest because of the girlfriend thing. It was rumors that he got in a fight with his girlfriend, did his nature. Um, so he got out of there. Um, I mean, he talked to his dad about it. His dad basically told me um, he got out of Northwestern. But he was basically, like, basically, they wanted, Northwestern wanted him to stay. And basically... <laughs> threatened the dad that if he leaves, they'll do this. They'll put this on his record. They'll, they'll, they'll actually report, put it on his record. And so that, but the dad being a prideful guy, this is how the story was told to me. With The dad being a prideful guy, he said, you're not going to threaten me. You're not going to threaten me. I don't care what y'all do. And he left and he left, um, so he said he ended up, um, the, the things ended up being put on this record and, and on the school record and uh and that nature. but I, So that's where they went private. So they went to a private school because at private schools, you could have more control over what's going on. At Cheminade, I he didn't do anything wrong at Cheminade. Um because Chaminade came out and basically tweeted and was like, yeah, we're going to part ways with T2. But let's get something straight. He didn't do anything wrong there on the record that I know of. I just was told that that he wasn't a fit. He wasn't a fit with the program. Like, basically what he was used to wouldn't work at Chaminade. I mean, you can kind of read into that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, 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 it wasn't, a, he, he wasn't a fit. Um, and I was told this early when he was at Chaminade. So, Lee Chaminade ends up at... The word was that he was going back to Northwestern. Then he ended up at Miami Central. Boom. Miami Central hard-nosed program, uh, state multiple state champs, they've dealt, they, 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 they have the program, the layout, the leadership to deal with any type of kid you can actually send them. Uh, so it was kind of a good place for him, I, I believe. He ends up at Miami Central. Miami Central gets him on the field. COVID happens. Uh, there was rumors that he had to be suspended. That never happened. Um, he was going to be suspended for the first few games. From what I remember, that didn't happen. But in the midst of all of this, in the midst of all of this, he commits to Tennessee. He commits to Tennessee. And everybody was like, oh, whoa, where that came from? Tennessee? Nobody saw that coming. I mean, and word has is that, well, that ain't word has. Um, When he committed to Tennessee, we posted it on Footballville. And this is where things started getting a a little weird with T2. Um, we posted on Footballville like we do all the time for a lot of the local kids, um, when it's news that, that worthy that people would want to pay attention to. And a couple, a week later, I got a call from his dad and his dad called me and basically said, Hey, listen, um, I've known him for, for, since he was a kid, man. I mean, I've known him. That was like, Hey, listen, man, can you take my, can you take it down? I was like, Oh, that's weird. I mean, why would you want me to take it down? And he just said at the time he didn't deserve it. Like he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. He wasn't acting the way he was supposed to act. He wasn't, he wasn't um he wasn't being the child that he raised. The, the child that he raised that respected him. Um he was getting a little out of pocket. So I took it down. I mean, I, I took it down. I totally understand dad. And I think dad's a smart guy. I think dad was utilizing the things that the things that hurt him to get to get at him to try to get his attention. Um. So we did. We took it down at the time he was committed to Tennessee. Um, and dad just wasn't happy how all of that unfolded. I mean, that's just what I'll say. I'll say with that, he wasn't happy with all how all that unfolded. He wasn't there. I don't think his mom was there when he committed. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. You know what I'm saying? How this happens, but. Commitments are verbal commitments are verbal commitments. I mean, that's just what they are. They don't hold a lot of weight, and a lot of those offers don't hold a lot of weight. Um, So, time went on, and T2 gets on the field with Miami Central. And it's a weird season this year because in South Florida, only fans that come to the game was family. So, nobody really got to see Central and T2... And this linebacking core that that we spoke of—that may be the best we ever saw—nobody really got to see it because there was no fans. They were—they could only see it from from highlights, footballville, things of that nature. That was the only way they would be able to see it. Um, so, so this year is kind of like a watch when it comes to a lot of things. It's like we wouldn't. Five years from now, if I was to say they had the best linebacker core, nobody would remember it. So we—it's going to be hard to argue, and that's how things are. You know what I'm saying? It's just, going it to just be hard to argue. Um. So, okay, so now he's committed to Tennessee, and then he, he, he decommits from Tennessee. And everybody thought he was a Miami lock. I got a picture of him throwing up the U, Miami, and uh, with, with with a friend of mine. Um, And then somehow Maryland jumps in the picture. Maryland jumps in the picture. And he puts out his top two, Maryland and Tennessee. And my take on that was not the fact that Maryland and Tennessee was his dream schools. That wasn't my take on that. My take on that was, was that colleges were starting to get a whiff of that T2 wasn't being... A model citizen off the field or maybe acting a little awkward or or whatever was going on with him. And that's how it ended up being Maryland, Tennessee. Um, Then Miami jumps back in the fray. Miami jumps back in the fray and starts fighting for him, showing him attention. I think his dad's a big Miami fan. I think his uh, mom may have other interests. And that's where the tornness come from. Um, I spoke to some of his coaching staff. Coaches said he's just trying to make the perfect decision. And we were just trying to get off to him and explain them him that the perfect decision uh, doesn't happen. You make a decision, you go to the school, and then you make it the perfect situation. And that's how, and that's how it should be done. Um, there's no picking the perfect school. You could pick the perfect school, and a lot of times these coaches get new jobs the day after signing day. So there is no picking the perfect the perfect school. You know what I'm saying? That's that's just not how it is. Um, so now, so 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 fast forward up, and we're here tomorrow. He makes has to make a decision what school he wants to go to, and he has his final two: Miami and Maryland. And honestly, we have friends in the program, friends around the program. We have uh, uh, people we speak to, and. Because of the awkwardness that is going on in T two life, a lot, a lot, of, nobody really knows what he's gonna what say tomorrow, and, and that's being honest with you. We usually get insight on kids. We always know somebody that knows somebody, uh, we, and we get insight on kids. Nobody really knows what T two is going to say tomorrow, and however it happens, um, whatever he says, somebody's getting a really good linebacker. a a real good kid, a leader, a a straight baller, South Florida baller, um, that they're just going to have to show attention to, show attention to them and and help them navigate through the next three years at at their school. Now, a conversation that nobody ever wants to have is this. We all come from different backgrounds. I mean, I I grew up, my dad was uh, died when I was 12. He was on drugs. Heavy drinker, um, abused my mom. Um, growing up in the struggle, and and a lot of a lot of people from the inner city, from the hood, they think that it's normal to grow up this way, and we accept it as the norm, and don't a lot of times don't think about the toll it to take on us as adults, or as young teenagers, and it does. So a lot of, I know a lot of fans can't relate to these kids sometimes. But this is a conversation nobody wants to have. You can't relate to them because you can't relate to their struggle. And when it starts playing out in real life, you don't want to deal with that. You just want to deal with him making tackles on the football field. That's all. Now, I don't know what T2's struggle was, but I know he grew up in the hood just like the rest of us. And a lot of us' stories are similar. Um... So what I'm saying is this. He's a kid. When you were 18, I'm sure you couldn't figure out what pair of shoes you wanted to wear, let alone what college you wanted to go to. Whatever decision he makes tomorrow, I just hope he'd be successful. The fan in me wants him to be a king. <laughs> but Footballville, Daryl Streeter, the media guy, I just hope he'd be successful. I would like to see the kid succeed. And that's real talk. Um, so tomorrow... After he makes a decision, we'll put up a we'll do a show after he make a decision, and, and we'll go from there. But all I'm saying is, is right now the decision he's going to make is in the balance. And if somebody tells you they know, well, just ask them where then. Because I've, I've asked around every in the community and the coaching staff, and they don't know where he's going. <laughs> they don't know where he's going. If I had to make a guess... If I had to make a guess... Miami coming in so late... um, Miami coming in late... Him maybe wanting to get away... Be his own man... Do his own thing... I would guess that he's going to Maryland. I I would guess that he's going to Maryland. Could I be wrong? Yeah, recruiting is fluid. I mean... But if my take... I would say he's going to Maryland. Miami jumped in late... I think T2 wants to be his own man, make his own decision, do his own thing. And what better way to do that than hundreds of miles away from your family? So, man, that's Footballville, man. Y'all make sure y'all go check out footballville.shop. Y'all make sure y'all come subscribe to the YouTube, subscribe to the podcast, and share this for us, man. Share it for us. Footballville, man. I'm D out.